This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna. And we are so excited to be doing this for our 40th audio episode, but our very first video we have episode. A, yeah, we have a brand new start today. I so know. that's why we're alone. It's just <laughs> us today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, which we've been doing for almost a year now, you'll know that quite often we have a guest or multiple guests join us. But we thought that for today, we would just stick with the two of us. Um, we also hear a lot from our listeners that they really enjoy when we just go off on rants and tangents yeah. together. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we thought we would do today. For anyone who's watching who is not familiar with Pickle Planet or with Tosh and I, uh, Pickle Planet is the name that I came up with four years ago for my, I guess, digital media empire. The empire. I like that. That's good. That's good. It is an empire the for sure. At time, it was a very uh, spur of the moment decision to create a parent resource website for the Moncton area. And I wanted something that was catchy and memorable. That wasn't something that was out there, something that was inclusive. I didn't want, you know, mom or dad or anything like that in the name. I wanted something um, that would just stand out and be a little different. And we had a friend who called our daughter Pickle. And I was playing around with names. I liked alliteration. And suddenly Pickle Planet Moncton was born. And so for about four years now, I've been creating content on the website, uh, weekly roundups about family activities going on, seasonal roundups about where to find the maple sugar camps, where to find summer festivals, you know, all that kind of great stuff. And then just kind of spiraling out into sharing other people's stories. And about a year ago, I decided I wanted to get to know Tosh better. And who doesn't? Of course. Right. Yeah. Um, but as many parents will know, when you've got young kids, you kind of get in this rut of not really having a lot of time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it gets really difficult, I think, as an adult, regardless, to start making friends. Absolutely. Like, how do you make new friends as an adult? Well, you ask them to start a podcast with you and then you say, hey, someone asked us if we do this for television, too. Do you want to do a television <laughs> show in your basement with me? Yeah. OK. By the way. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much we made it so that that forced us to make time yep. to get together every week and get to know each other. And then in turn, it I think has blown up far bigger than I was expecting. We have got to meet so many cool people that are doing amazing things in our community as well, which is really nice. And exploring and learning more about parenting that even though my kids are six and four, um, every time <laughs> someone's in, I'm like, oh, I should have done that right from the get-go. Or, yes. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> people, people watching and people listening are feeling the same thing. So that's exactly why we decided to do it. Yeah. And we've had, yeah, we've had some fantastic guests on the podcast over the past year. And we're going to have some of those guests come and join us. Yes. But for today, we thought we'd start with a little bit of a a look into who Jenna and Tosh are. And so we did put the call out to our friends and our followers for some questions. And uh, one that came up that people were interested in, and I think it's kind of funny that we, we kind of have this similar yet different trajectory that ended up having us here in Moncton. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you start and tell us a little bit about your your background, what you studied, and how it landed you here? Absolutely. I uh, born and raised in Ontario. I'm, I'll admit it, and I never liked Ontario. <laughs> I never liked it. So I was kind of happy to leave. But I did take broadcast journalism at Loyalist College, and I knew right away that I didn't like TV uh, just because of the, the, the it's a lot of work. <laughs> 
It's a lot of work it, yes. for all you TV people. Yes, I'm uh, yeah. very, very impressed with all the work that goes on behind the scenes in TV. Yeah, and you have to get dressed to go to work there. Yeah. And in radio, not so much. I wore my pajamas to work once in the yeah. radio. <laughs> <laughs> I do every single day, uh, but I'm lucky enough to work from my home. So, yeah, I took... Uh, Broadcast journalism stuck with it for the two years because after the first year, I knew I wanted to get into radio. But my teacher was like, ah, just stick with this. I promise you, you'll get a job in radio. And he was not wrong. So it worked out. And then I ended up out here to visit a friend and fell in love with the Maritimes. And within two weeks, I said, guess what, mom? I'm not coming back. Send all my stuff out. So she did. Yeah. Did you really do? You yeah. just said send my stuff? Yeah. And they, wow. put, it on a, they put it in a shipping truck. And uh, here I am 15 years later. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and, uh, see, I didn't even know. No, that. See? Surprise. Yeah. She <laughs> sent everything back. And it wasn't long after that that I that I met Jason. And, and then, then that really sealed the deal. The rest of the Yeah. <laughs> we got married, had kids. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it worked out for me. And then you are also an import from Cape Breton. So, I am. Yeah. yeah. Cape Breton via Toronto, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my background is also in broadcast journalism. I studied at the University of King's College in Halifax and did the four-year program there and didn't realize going into it that broadcast was what I was going to end up loving the most. I went in thinking that I wanted to be an editor, oh. as in like magazine publishing book editor. That was where I kind of imagined myself going. And it was really a kind of a fluke of a series of events that in my last year, my fourth year, we did an internship, like a month long internship. And most of the people like the coveted positions were a lot of them were CBC positions because uh, they paid freelancers. So if you were there as an intern and you freelanced any work, you got paid. Nice. And if you went to smaller stations, they wanted you to work. Um, And if one of my friends in the, the program, I was planning to try to like go work at this magazine and he actually went and told our advisor, don't let her do that. <laughs> and so my advisor had me and she's like, you know, CBC Cape Breton, no one has taken the spot there for this internship. You could go home. And it was like the month before Christmas. Nice. And yeah, so in the end, that's what I did. And I'm, I never really looked back. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Continued with radio. Um, went back home after graduation, worked in Sydney for a while uh, with CBC and doing some other things. Did the whole like freelancer gig. Really kind of trying to figure out where I was going to fit. Went to Calgary, worked in newspaper, worked in CBC radio there, came back to the Maritimes, worked in Sydney again for a while, uh, then ended up in Toronto at CBC. Yeah. Ended up in Toronto because I had reconnected with a high school sweetheart (laughs) who was from Riverview. And so when we decided it was time to settle down, this is where we landed. Yeah. And I kind of walked away from doing broadcast journalism at that time we settled down we had kids I wanted you know the steadier paycheck than the freelance life and then suddenly found myself back in it yeah (laughs) surprise more so on my own terms this time and it's been really fun the past couple years getting as you know the kids we have three kids and they're all now in school Mm -hmm. and so this year I've really kind of been able to ramp things up and do a little bit more and start to think about what it is I would like to do again other than just be home I, I was quite happy to be home with the kids I was like, oh, I've got some more time. I've got more time to do things. Not, well, I don't know, middle age now, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what my life expectancy is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm middle age now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny that uh, we both kind of ended up in radio, though, by happenstance, because I also would have preferred to go into print. That was my goal, like, in high school, when you go see the guidance counselor and whatever, and they're like, what do you want to do with your life? And I I wanted to go into journalism, but print journalism. I wanted a newspaper, magazine, whatever. And he said, no, sorry, 
you're not doing that. He's like, <laughs> he said, with that voice, you need to go into radio oh, or okay. TV. Okay. And well, I that... went, oh, I don't think so. Because I, I grew up really shy, which is the odd effect that I grew up really shy. But one of our friends, Kelsey Ann, asked a question. Why did we both go into journalism? And I thought about this last night. And you and I are very similar on this. We like history. Mm-hmm. We like our family's genealogy, things like that. Yeah. I was sure it's just because we're nosy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's we grew up in small towns. Well, You're nosy, right? Nosy, and I think a little bit introverted. As much yeah. as we're doing this, and people think we're extroverted, I think it's very common among a lot of the broadcast people I know, anyway, to actually be very introverted. Yes, right. There, there's a certain for me, it gives me that push I need to be a little bit more extroverted. It's that, oh, this is my job. I need to pick up the phone. I need to get in front of the microphone. I need to do this. Whereas if it wasn't my job, I'd be just as happy to stay back here and be quiet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But still want to know everything that's going on. Uh, Everything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. When do you remember knowing that you wanted to be a journalist, do something in that realm? Do you remember? I don't. I don't. I remember uh, loving a small town radio station that we had. And I'm uh, actually named after a radio announcer, which is odd enough. So I think I kind of always had it in the back of my head, but I don't know, besides my guidance counselor, what flipped the switch. Hmm. Yeah. I can remember being in grade four. We had a substitute teacher who was our French teacher. um, And we had this class assignment where we were supposed to like, you know, you read the story and you have to write about it, you know, that whole understanding and blah, blah, blah. And we were supposed to write about the story we had read as if it were in the newspaper. Oh, cool. It was really, you know, it was kind of a typical class assignment at that point. Well, I gave myself a byline and I wrote, you know, I had a headline by staff reporter Jenna McNeil. And I (laughs) remember her standing there going, you read the newspaper. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, don't don't other people? (laughs) No. No. And then I remember my grade six elementary school teacher. We were supposed to write, you know, a short story for class. And we were working on that whole editing process of you write something and then you go back and you make it better. Mm. And I loved it. And I was using different colored pens and I was changing my, you know, my word choice and I was really moving things around. And he was like, that's how you edit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK, good. I've got skills. All yeah, right. OK. Yeah. And then just yeah, gradually figured out how to use those. So yeah. I think I, I consider myself really lucky that that early on I was able to figure out what that skill set was right. that I had that I could pursue because I felt so bad for my friends who didn't find that out till later in life. Mm-hmm. And like, I know a lot of people who wasted so much money on university trying to figure out where they fit. And it's one of the, the questions that someone had sent had to do with your kids and things you're trying to pass on or whatever. And one of the things that I worry about with my kids is like, how do I get them in front of enough things yeah. so they find out what their skill set is so they can find that passion, they can find that that thing that's going to drive them early enough that they don't waste time. <laughs> well, that too, and, and like not forcing them into something. Like, yeah, you may be good at it, but if you don't really like it, you're not, you know, you yes. don't force yeah. them into it. Yes. So. Just because I could get decent marks in chemistry yes. yeah. does not mean I would have gotten decent marks yeah. in university chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that before, about, uh, yeah, math and science and how I'm so very poor at it so it's I, a really a good thing that radio happened for me because I got nothing else going on so I want to pull up some of the other questions that people yes. had sent in let's see what uh, th- this was a good one I like this one I think this is what are things from your upbringing that you're trying to pass on to your children Whew. 
Wow, that is a really good question. I think um, small town mentality, even though where we live is not that small town anymore. That was my favorite part of growing up in a tiny little town and being related to everybody there. Uh, <laughs> I is that I can still go back there and and have that just that overwhelming calm. So whether we have it in a town or in your home, I, I'm trying to instill that just even if the small town mentality is in our cul-de-sac, then that's that's something I want them to always have. I love that. I I think that's an idea that I've come to realize more over time is that power of that sense of place and how important that is. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter if it's within your family, within a neighborhood or within the place, that if you can create that sense of belonging in your child, then you're setting them up for so much success. Mm-hmm. One of the other questions that we had got was uh, if you could pinpoint, you know, a spot on your trajectory where your life could have gone in this other direction than here. That's one of the ones that I can look back and go, oh, there's a moment where things could have totally flipped for me was the summer that I was really thinking about that idea of sense of place and what what power there is for the economy in having that pride in where you're from and the ways that that really can create so much industry. And, you know, I was doing a lot of reading and a lot of talking and I was filling out my application forms and I I had an in and I was going to go do a master's in economic geography at Durham University (laughs) in England. (laughs) What would that get you? What would I, you be like? What would I you be now? Know. Yeah, I, I have that. That's one of those. Like, I was ready to go. I was ready to yeah go back into academia. I was like, I was working full time, but like piecemeal at different things. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a full time job at CBC. I had continuous contracts, and I had continuous other contracts to try to make sure that I had something in case one of those didn't come through the next time. And I was having these conversations that were just made so much sense. And made me so interested to learn more. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pack up and I'm going to go live in, like, it would be very close to the Scottish border. Right. Um, so it wouldn't be quite in Scotland, which yeah. <laughs> was a point in time when I figured I would end up there as well. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> do you know what happened? I got a phone call from the woman who was running CBC here in Moncton at the time. And she said, I've got this long-term contract. Like, it's at least six months, maybe nine, you know, maybe the job in the end. Can you come and work for me? Nice. And so I took it. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, university is always there. Yes. Which it is. Maybe someday I'll still do a master's. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Not in England, but yeah. Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Once you have kids that that get up and go anywhere is a little bit harder to do. Some people still manage to do it, which I'm absolutely fascinated by. Yes. I think it's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's one of those moments where every now and then I look back and go, wow, if that one phone call hadn't come through with such a great offer, I I don't know what would have happened. I would have tried to pursue this master's degree in England and who knows what would have happened. But because I came to Moncton, I reconnected with someone I had met in high school that years later is what brought me back here. Right. So again, very similar story. (laughs) At least things we find out that we're actually the same person. Yeah. (laughs) There's not really two of us. It's just the trickery of the cameras. (laughs) We, uh, my plan After I finished radio school, I was running my parents' bar because there isn't that much money in radio. I know people think there is, but there's not. So I was making more money as a bartender, um, but I didn't want to be doing that. That's not what I wanted to do with my life. So I was going to go backpack Europe. Why not? Go, you know, again, I like family history, things like that. Every day driving to my parents' house, I had to drive past my high school best friend's parents' house. 
And just this one day, I was like, I'm just going to pull in. So I just er, off the road and and into her driveway. And she was coming home the next week because she was living out here. Uh, and she was coming home the next week for a friend's wedding. And, and her mom called her right away and was like, Tosh is here. Like, I, we haven't <laughs> talked to her in 10 years, but she's here. And it was that moment talking to her on the phone where she was like, I could really use some help out here. Like, if you're doing something or you're not doing something, why don't you come out? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could go for a couple of weeks and, and then I'll go home and pack and, and go to Scotland. And here I am. <laughs> so that same thing, like just that moment of driving past her parents' house. And I was like, I'm going to pull in today. Like, and I hadn't thought of it ever in like, you know, 10 years. And then I was like, yeah, no, today's the day I'm going to pull in. It is. It's fascinating to think of how many times in a day that could even happen. Yeah. That there's like some little thing that you never know. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if you went the other way? Yeah, you know? yeah. Get all Taking the forks. Yes. Yeah. You take this fork in the road. Put yes. some Robert Frost and we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some lighter stuff. A little okay. bit funnier What other stuff. questions do we have? Um, okay, so how many, you, you talked about Scotland. Did you make it to Scotland? No, I've never been. I've been to Ireland. And my brother and I backpacked Ireland for his 30th birthday. So it was super cool. Oh, absolutely incredible. We should go to Scotland. Yes. Who out there wants to send us to Scotland? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we will pay. We will continue to do the podcast from yeah. there. It would be fabulous. Uh, but as you can tell, I, we both have Scottish roots. Yes. That's our another thing that connects yes. us. Yes. The genealogy I've, there. We're probably related somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. My my family is um fairly tight knit. <laughs> yeah. Say. Uh, my my ancestors in Scotland came from like the outside tip of the Outer Hebrides, pretty much. Right, right? like you go down that that, that stream of uh, islands off the coast of Scotland, and then you go down way to the bottom. <laughs> And then they went across and they stopped at the first island they came to. Yeah. We'll call this We're, New Scotland. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Um, so, yeah, my, my family is very much all from the Outer Hebrides in Scotland. Uh, and I didn't get there when I went to Scotland. Yeah. So I need to go back. You do. Scotland was, it was a fascinating trip when I went. It was so fun. Uh, I went for a month. Wow. Awesome. And that's a whole other story for another time. But um, yeah, one of the things that's on my like bucket list, and I want to know what's on your like travel bucket list, Mm. the Isle of Barra, where my ancestors came from, you you can fly into the island. Oh, cool. And the plane lands on the beach. And when you're that in that part of the Atlantic, a lot of the beaches in the Outer Hebrides of Scotland, it looks like the Caribbean. Really? Like like, there are white sands and these blue seas, and you can fly in onto the beach and land. Wow. I'm like, yeah, that that is on my list of things that someday I need to that do. That would be absolutely amazing. When yeah. you fly into Jamaica, their runway is uh, right by a beach, too. And if you're on this side of the plane, if you're on the left side of the plane, it's like, oh, my God, where are we landing? What's going <laughs> on? Because you can't see the ground. You can only see the ocean. The first time flying in, I was like, whoa, what is happening? What is happening? Uh, but, again, one of the coolest sensations ever once you realize that, oh, it's okay. Yeah, we're, we're not, not crashing. Gonna, yeah, we're no, not going to crash know what here. They're doing. We're not going to crash here. Uh, bucket list <laughs> trip for me would, uh, honestly, I would just want to go do all of Europe. Mm-hmm. And Jason doesn't really have a... Uh, desire to travel. And one time he told me that he will travel when he can play all the golf courses in Scotland. <laughs> and I what? said, done. Yeah. yeah that's Try that's... me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a long trip. It's going to be a long, <laughs> long trip. That's right. Uh, but now, now that I'm learning how to golf, now we at least can do it together, which would be kind of cool. If they, I don't think they let women golf at St. Andrews in Scotland just yet, but maybe by the time we're retired, it might yeah. <laughs> By the time you be. make the trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I'll wear a hat. Whatever. 
What other questions do we have? Um, what are some of the things that you never thought you would let your kids do when you when you theoretically thought about parenting and now that you're actually in it? I'm doing nothing. <laughs> nothing I thought that I would ever do. I I know. No. <laughs> All of it. All of it. Yeah. Like there's too much screen time. There's too much sugar. There's too not enough sleep. There, There's a lot of things that if I could be, and I say more invested as a mom, but I'm really a really hands-on mom. It's just that you realize these things don't matter. Right? So uh, yeah, if there's anything, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if they're like specific things I thought I wouldn't do. Screen time was probably one yeah. of them because- you know, we're we're of that generation where screen time was just kind of really becoming so ubiquitous as we had kids that I was reading all that research of like kids under two shouldn't have screen time. And then it should be, you know, in that whole debate, like, it should be educational screen time or is it OK to be, you know, for entertainment or whatever. And so we did do the no screen rule. Yes. Uh, for the first child. Almost two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then her brothers showed up before yeah. she was two. So then a little bit more screen time came in. Um, and there was definitely a period where there was way too much screen time. Uh, and we've kind of come to a happy place with that now. No, I think I probably thought I would be more fun. Yeah. I thought yeah. I would, yeah, do more, play more. I find it hard to play. Yes, I agree. Like, My imagination's can, gone. Yeah. Gone. Or even just like going to the playground. I'm like, I don't have a desire to go down the slide or to go on the zip line or yes, <laughs> like push you on the swings. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, I feel like I, I should be more fun and I'm not quite sure how to be fun do that I agree I agree yeah I think overall it's not completely different than what I thought it would be like and my kids probably eat less sugar than I did (laughs) so I figure that that's kind of what I keep in my head I try to remember like you made it fun yeah 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 and they are like what do I remember from being a kind and then sometimes I'm like oh no I did that no you you probably should not eat that What else? Uh, uh, Katie had sent us some really interesting questions. Yeah, we, there. I know we're, we're running uh, out of time, yeah, so we could do some rapid fire very, questions. Yes, very quick. Uh, Katie wanted to know if we get in trouble together. Not um, yet. Not yet. That, not yet. That's what we decided. So we need to work on that, Katie. Yeah. And I think you could probably help us. I, I feel like um, she could. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that uh, the viewers will get to know Katie because we're going to have her on at some point because she was one of the most fun uh, podcast episodes we we have done was talking about uh, relationships. After children, I, d- I yes. don't know what we're allowed to say on TV now. Yeah. We didn't have this conversation with first. Relationships. relationships, yes, that's what um, coffee what or tea. Ooh, uh, well, we have tea because we're at Tasha's house, and I don't drink coffee, so there's yeah. that answer. Uh, yeah. I, I I drink coffee now. I didn't start until I was in university. Didn't really start until I started early mornings in radio. Yes, that's when I really got into coffee. The better cook is not me. <laughs> I don't know what kind of that's cook you are, but you've got to be better than that's me. That's not saying very much. Okay, so beer or wine. Ooh, that's a tricky one for me. It's it, it goes back and forth right now. It's been much more of a beer phase again. Yeah. Well, it's the um, summer coming. Yeah. Summer for me it, equals beer. It, well, and this yeah. winter was a beer winter, which is not good for the waistline, but yeah. it, it tasted good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you do wine? I do do wine. Red or white? Red. Ah, me too. Yeah, red all uh, the way. Funny thing about colors, growing up, <laughs> everything happened at the fire hall. You ordered your beer by color. Because it was Keith's, Oland, or Blue. So it was, do you want green, red, or blue? (laughs) 
And I thought yeah. I grew up in a small town. No. I don't think no. we did that. No, no. I couldn't have come into your bar and said, hey, I, I, want, I want bread. Green. I yeah. want green. You'd be like, who is this person? That's incredible. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Yes. But we uh, want to say that we have coming up some very cool podcasts. We're going to be talking yes. next week with a good friend of ours uh, about uh, children and divorce. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a really powerful episode next week for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got uh, yeah a counselor coming on after that. We've got uh, some environmental stuff, how you want to be a bit more environmentally conscious with yes. your family, uh, which I definitely, definitely could use Oh, some I know. Help on. That was a big fail in that one, too, for, yeah. for this household. The garbage that comes out of this house oh. is mind-blowing. I don't yeah. understand. Well, and, and, and I have a compost. Well, yeah, and <laughs> the amount of food that I buy that I'm like, I know, we have a big yard. I'm, I'm sure someone is capable of growing this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it's me. Give the twins I, a job. Yeah. You guys can be the green thumbs around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is not me. I kill plants. Yeah, yeah. Animals, too. Pets don't, pets don't do well. Okay, okay. That's another Don't episode. go on record saying you kill animals. No, okay. no, no. no, they run away. They run away or they take heart attacks. No, I haven't oh, killed Jenna, anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what a great way to wrap the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, is, this is how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Just means you got to tune in again to find out that story sometime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the next time we do the two of us. Yeah. So that wraps it up. Thanks for listening to the Pickle Planet podcast and watching yes. the Pickle Planet podcast, know, the very so first exciting. video. Oh, my gosh. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. I hope uh, it, it turns out as well on video as it does in our heads. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll see you next week.